It's Monday, December 13th, 2021. In case you forgot what day it is, I always do. But I've got it here on my computer so I can see. I've got a dog in my lap. I don't know what is wrong with this animal. But he stinks. He's annoying. But we're stuck with each other. And right now he's in my lap. So if he starts to spaz out, I'll, uh, I'll get rid of him. I'll hit pause and send him packing. But for now... He's here and he's quiet, which is nothing short of a miracle, really, because he's usually barking at nothing. Well, before we get started today, a couple things. One, occasionally I ask you listeners for things, and the reason I do so is because I'm a one-man operation and I'm not really good at anything other than writing songs, so... Uh, and trying to run this this alleged enterprise of mine, I find myself in need of help a lot. To wit, if I'm using that term correctly, the website, which has disappeared since I switched, uh, I don't know what they call them, hosting companies? I don't know. Anyway, it's gone. I've got it pointed to the Facebook page for now, but I really should get it back up or better yet, just build a new one because the old one's like 10 years old and looks like it. Uh, so I need something simple, um, that looks good. And, you know, ideally some sort of WordPress based thing that I can update quickly and easily without having to use too much brain power, which is in short supply around here. Let me tell you, at least when it comes to technical things. If you know somebody who can do that and do it for a, a reasonably cheap price, or if you can do it yourself, please leave a comment. I think there's a way to, um, to contact me through Stubstack, but I don't really know how. If you can figure it out, swell. I guess an email will get to me. Uh, in any case, uh, in addition to that, I have an idea... Uh, nothing may come of it, I don't know, but an idea that would involve playing uh, music here on the podcast that would need to be licensed. Uh, no, I'm not going to start playing crappy pop-punk music. I'm not even going to start playing good pop-punk music on the podcast because I'm just not interested in it. Maybe I'll play some of my own music. Other than that, don't really care. But uh, there have been times where I had ideas for podcasts that I couldn't go forward with because they wouldn't make any sense without musical examples. So if that is something that you would be willing to donate to in the future, not subscribe, donate, you know, one time or more, um, let me know in the comments. If there's, you know, some sort of general support for it, maybe I'll move forward with that uh, because licensing costs money, as it should. But I don't want to lose money on this on this podcast either, or anything else for that matter. Uh, and then the final thing I would say is that since we've gotten more people uh, subscribing recently, uh, we have also started to get more comments, which is really helpful because my um, analytics that I get from Substack don't really tell me very much. Uh, I get an idea of how many people open the emails. I think I can even get an idea of how many people click, but in terms of knowing who clicks and listens to the podcast beginning to end, I, I couldn't tell. So when people comment, it helps me. Uh, 
This is not an invitation to treat the comment section like a, like a suggestion box. I'm not going to take your suggestions, and if there's something you don't like, I don't really care. But if there is something you do like, then that gives me an idea of, of um, maybe what direction I'll want to move in the future if something particularly strikes a chord with you. So please uh, comment uh, as much as you'd like, or at least as much as you'd like without being annoying. I ran across an article about the great jazz saxophonist Wayne Shorter, whose album Speak No Evil is in fairly regular rotation here at Weasel Manor. Wayne Shorter played with the great pianist Ark Art Blakey played with Miles Davis. He's a legend, and uh, his first opera uh, is about to premiere, or just did premiere in Boston, uh, Iphigenia, and he co-wrote it with the uh, singer and bassist Esperanza Spaulding, uh, who's a terrific singer and bassist. And the very little I've heard of it online it's been really fascinating. It's, it seems like something right up my alley that I would love to hear, but unfortunately it's coming nowhere near the Midwest, uh, at least not for now. Um, and it's interesting to me because Wayne Shorter is in his 80s and it's his first opera and he's still trying to do new things. And I really admire that. Um, and Wayne Shorter is one of those guys who I think of, along with Charles Mingus, uh, maybe Ornette Coleman, and and uh, certainly John Coltrane. Who, um, I mean, I think I think the average jazz musician is very well versed in theory and is a serious musician. But these guys, in particular, I think of as as you know, really to some extent, modern day versions of the great European uh, composers of the, uh, the 18th and 19th centuries. Um, they really, in, in my opinion, took up that baton, as it were, maybe more so than the, the people who continued to work uh, exclusively in orchestral music or symphonic music, whatever term you like. Um, and I think that's particularly true of Coltrane, who really, I don't think you can even call Coltrane a, a jazz musician or composer. He absolutely transcends genre in the same way that Beethoven did. Nobody refers to Beethoven as, I mean, I guess some people do, but nobody thinks of Beethoven as, oh, he's a, he's a late classical, early romantic composer. They just think of him as a genius. And, uh, and the same is true of Coltrane. I mean, it, I, I, it's his stuff is totally unique, totally identifiable, and and yet um, always manages to defy expectations. I mean, it's that perfect combination of um, the expected and the unexpected, and the, or or the familiar and the new, if you prefer. Uh, one of the one of the great uh, composers of any genre of all time. Uh, so these are serious musicians, whereas a guy like me, I know almost nothing about theory. Uh, I could sit down at a piano for, you know, eight hours and still not be able to 
figure out the difference between three, four and six, eight time. Okay. And I can barely read music. I can't sight read. I sight read it about, you know, one, one hundredth of a mile per hour. Um, my son sight reads like a whiz. He can just play circles around me, but it's just for whatever reason, I never really learned that stuff and was never drawn to it. It's, it's too much like math for me. Um, so I'm not in any way, shape or form comparing myself to any real or good composer. But when I saw this story on Wayne Shorter, I thought about my own rock opera, Baby Fat, which I think um, at this point, I'm not sure how many people remember this because I talked about it at the time or, or, um, or even knew it in the first place, but that was conceived entirely as an album. So the idea was to, was to do a, a rock opera in the vein of what bands were doing in the seventies. And I'm thinking particularly of the kinks, um, and specifically of their two, uh, preservation albums, preservation act one and act two. Um, but the thing that I never liked about those old records was that they purported to be rock operas, but it was the same vocalist because it was a rock band. So, um, so I thought, you know, doing, doing something with different voices, uh, would be better. And so of course I went and, and, uh, crowdfunded it, told people what I was going to do and then went and did it. And then they, you know, some of them anyway, I'm guessing the ones who didn't contribute to the crowdfunding uh, complained that it was exactly what I told them it was going to be. So, but as I said, uh, I don't know if it was in a newsletter or in a podcast, but I really like that record. And it was, uh, it was something I had to do. Uh, it was something that I was driven to do. It was insane, and I knew it was insane, and yet uh, I couldn't stop thinking about it, and I couldn't stop working on it, and I worked on that harder than anything uh, I've ever done in my life. I spent years, literally, uh, three years um, writing that record, and um, and while it's certainly not perfect. And I can look back and think of many things that could have been better about it. It's some of my best songwriting, but the important point I think is that, uh, for what, you know, for whatever reason, I was at a point where I needed to do that thing in order to keep doing anything. I couldn't just put that on a back burner and go make another record like, like I had been doing. For some reason, I was compelled to do that at that time. And that's a concept, I think, that can be lost sometimes on music fans. Sometimes you need to do this thing. It's an important part, uh, more than important. It's a crucial, non-negotiable part of your advancement as a creator. If you don't do that, you will stagnate. And so... Even if the record was no good, and I happen to think it's very good, but even if it were no good, it was a necessary step. And so if you like the uh, record that came after that one, Some Freaks of Atavism, uh, then 
you have to give some credit to that record for that because I had to take that path to arrive there. And maybe you won't like the next record. I don't know. I like it. And it's going well. In fact, I just got, I think on Friday, the final of the first round of mixes. And the, the good news is um, I have relatively few notes. Um, so we're, we're in pretty good shape right now. And I am still holding out hope that we'll have it uh, completely done and ready for mastering before Christmas. So when I'm done here, I'm going to go write up the last of the notes and send them off to Mike, and he is already diligently working on the second round of mixes. I made notes today, so I'm just looking at them. We were playing, I guess, weekend before last, Wingspan. Have you heard of this game? Our next-door neighbor here is, I think of him as the board game czar of Dane County, very into board games. And uh, he will come by and lend us games or give us games, get our opinion on the games. And, uh, and so we've gotten into it, especially as the kids have gotten older and the games get a little bit more fun. But people who are really, really into this stuff, like they know all the different types of uh, games and what they're called and so forth, like Wingspan. I'm just going to pull this up because I can't even remember it. So I'm going to pull this up on uh, the internet here. It is a, they call Wingspan a card-driven, medium-weight, engine-building board game. I don't know what any of that means, but it's fun. Uh, it's all based on birds and you you have certain goals you're trying to achieve, and there are kind of micro goals and macro goals and end-of-round goals and end-of-game goals and all sorts of different strategy and so forth. It's great fun, though, and it's a beautiful game. Uh, one of my daughters is really into birds, and she will just get lost um, looking at the, the drawings of birds and, and reading about them and so forth as we as we play. And so we got for the family for Christmas, of course, the kids don't know this yet, but we got what is, I believe, supposed to be a similar game. I don't know. And I can't even remember the name of it. I think it's called Everdell. And, uh, and I think it's familiar, uh, similar, rather familiar, but, uh, but I don't really know because I don't really understand what any of these terms mean. So let me see if I can pull this up on Amazon. Oh, the dog's being really well behaved. Uh, so I'm looking at this. It's called Everdell. And uh, a streamlined worker placement game. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what that means. So we got that and a couple other games. And kids have fun with it. But sometimes you want to just uh, uh, play something a little bit more traditional. And my son lately has been wanting to play chess. Um, I tried to get the kids into chess a few years ago. And they were into it for a while. Then I think it was just too hard. And and now um, 
a couple of them are, are getting interested again. I play and I play almost exclusively now online with, uh, my friend Owen Murphy. Um, and chess is interesting. It's one of those games that, um, I, no matter how hard I study and work, I don't get any better at it or not noticeably better. And it's about the only thing in my life that I can think of where I, if I really, you know, generally you really apply yourself, you work hard, you're patient, it pays off, you get better at things. But this is, chess is one of those things where it hasn't happened. And I think part of the reason is because I don't play enough games. And the reason for that is what I have time for are slow games. So games where people have like two days to make a move. But the problem is I just forget what I was trying to do by the time the other person moves. I should write it down, but I never think of doing that. And live games are just, you know, I don't, I'm not disciplined enough to find that time to say, okay, I'm going to play like a 15-10 with somebody. So you get 15 minutes to make all your moves, but every time you make a move, you get 10 seconds back, right? That's a 15-10. Um, but it, it's, um, so you, you, you know, put aside whatever, 45 minutes or whatever for a game like that, but it's hard to find that time. But they say, you know, the more you play, the better you get. And really doing a lot of the puzzles can help because it's, it's really what it comes down to what separates a 1200 player, which is probably about where I'm at from a 1600 rated player from a grandmaster is just mostly pattern recognition. So if you go to chess.com, you'll see these live games going on and they're, uh, they're bullet games or blitz games. So there's a very, very short amount of time that you have to make all your moves. So it's just like move, 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 move. And it's all because everybody's just played so much that they, they know those patterns and uh, but there's part of me that wonders how much fun it is at that point. I mean, it becomes something different than than uh, than you would. It, it becomes something different than I would want it to be anyway, because to me, when chess is at its best is when there is a an element of creativity in it. When you do something with a purpose in mind, um that maybe isn't necessarily by the book, um, that may even be a mistake, but maybe you do it because you know your opponent's tendencies and you think, if I do this, I have a pretty good idea of how he's going to react, right? So, um, and also just in the way that you think. I don't want to play at top speed because I don't want it to be about memorization of of patterns right or like hey i memorized this opening or this defense and and uh whatnot so i don't when it when it comes to the openings i you know i have a couple uh a couple basic ideas but i don't really try to memorize openings because you've then got to memorize all the various lines because you don't know what your opponent's going to do 
and especially at, at my level, we're all idiots. So, so your opponent is probably going to do something that none of your lines even account for. Uh, so, uh, I don't think, you know, the goal to me is to get better, but not at the expense of taking the enjoyment out of the game by just, you know, just making a bunch of moves by memory. Uh, the late, great, and completely insane and ludicrously anti-Semitic Bobby Fischer, the chess great, um, invented or claimed to have invented uh, what he called Fischer Random, which is now known as 960. And it's just where your, your pawns are set up as usual, but your pieces behind there are set up um, more or less at random. And that way you can't go with memorized openings, at least theoretically, although God knows by now somebody's probably figured out how to do it. Anyway, uh, if you want to play sometime and you're on chess.com, you'll almost certainly be guaranteed a victory. But if you want to friend me, then I can look for you if you're online. And, and uh, if I ever do have time for a, for a quick game, a uh, live game, I believe I'm on there as BWEEZ27. Can't remember for sure though. Anyway, so I'm I'm I was thinking about board games too because Christmas break is coming up pretty soon for the kids and and uh, I am at the end of phase one of um, of one project I'm working on and and pretty close with another to the point where it's I'm going to be able if I choose to take most of that time off to spend with family and uh especially when the weather's not so great that's um that's one of the things we like to do is get together and play board games so uh i don't know if you have anything like that planned for the holidays but if you are looking for something uh to play with the family and your kids are i don't know i would say 10 or older and you know relatively intelligent then wingspan is a terrific one and there's um, one that is probably technically a different kind of game, but to me is fairly similar. That's a little bit easier than that and shorter than that, which is called Imhotep. And that's all the Egyptian themed thing where you're, you're, uh, building pyramids and, and, uh, towers and things like that in competition with, uh, other players. And it's another thing that is, Another one of those games that's based on rounds and there's like six rounds for the game or five rounds for the game and none of the rounds last particularly long, but uh, you're trying to accomplish certain goals while the other players are trying to accomplish their own and hopefully thwart yours. So it's a fun one uh, to play with kids. Uh, and if you have any board game suggestions for me, I'm all ears, of course. Uh, I've just given you a couple uh, names of ones that I like. So if you're a board game geek, uh, feel free to out yourself in the comment section. I am now, this dog has been farting on my lap. Thanks for that, by the way, buddy. Um, so I am now going to uh, get rid of him, sell him to the gypsies perhaps, and go make my mix notes. As always, it's a pleasure to be with you. And until next time, please remember I love you all very much. So long.